Welcome back to another episode, another installment of the Bench Mob Podcast. Again, we start off by saying thank you to all of our listeners, our followers, our subscribers. We appreciate y'all. It is because of y'all that the Bench Mob Podcast is where it's at. Tonight, we are joined by a special guest, my bro, Robbie Lefkowitz in the building. How are you doing tonight, man? What up, what up? Like I said, it's an honor to be here. You guys host a great podcast. I love your takes about the world, the sports. Known Greg since I was like, I don't even know, 12, 13 years old. I like what you guys are doing. He's a great knowledge for the game of basketball and ready to, you know, talk some sports with you guys. Hey, that, that, don't take that lightly. That, that Robbie knows what you're talking about. Robbie can hoop, man. Yeah. <laughs> Robbie, Robbie, a basketball savant. So what he says, you know, I know what I'm talking about. We got all them hate, hate comments in the in the DMs. Just listen, just oh, yeah. Care. Just listen carefully. High, high IQ, you know. I, I don't got the athleticism, but got, oh, I got a high know. IQ. Pure, one of the few pure point guards out there. For real, for real. Yeah, uh, I remember the Livingston days. I remember playing with ACC. Yeah. We were definitely a dying breed of the past first point guards. Get your oh, yeah mates involved like I even saw one of your posts that a lot of people don't even factor in when they talk about how good a player is like mm-hmm. passing and putting mm-hmm. one point passes are so valuable mm-hmm. let's start back real quick where did your love for basketball start for you yeah no that's a great question growing up I actually my first sport was for sure baseball I thought I was going to play baseball and I was good little league you know fifth sixth middle school even Beginning of high school, freshman year, I thought, you know, I'm going to be a good baseball player. I could pitch, play infield, play outfield. I could hit, never struck out or anything. And basketball was just like a side hobby for me. I liked it, but I'm short. wasn't like amazing. Everyone's taller than me, but, you know, I, I held my own. But my freshman year of high school, I made the basketball team. I was a starter, best player on the team. And I also made the baseball team, and I wasn't as good as some of the other people. So I was like, Hmm, you know what, maybe let me uh, try this basketball thing out a little bit. You know, I'm not that bad. And, you know, I can hold my own just because I'm short. So that's really freshman year. I had a great freshman uh, year coach. He really believed in me. So my sophomore year, made the JV team. Actually didn't really play that much. I kind of rode the bench that whole year, sophomore year. So I was like, hmm, is this really, you know, should I do this? Should I go back to baseball? I didn't even try out for the baseball team that year. But that uh, summer, 10th, 10th grade, going into my junior year, that's when I really took it seriously. Started lifting some weights, started playing at the courts, you know, with you guys and everything else. That's what, that was the real turnaround. That's really when I fell in love. I'm like, you know what? 
I think I could be good. Junior year, became a starter on Livingston team, varsity from, you know, JV bench player to starter. Not many people do that, but that's just, you just got to put in the hard work there. And then senior year, I was a starter, best player, Essex County All-Star. It was just a great year, great season for us. Turned kind of the Livingston program around, you know, that haven't been that good since, but when people talk about Livingston basketball, they always talk about those teams. But And same thing in college. Um, you know, I'm short. I never was going to play Division One. Could have probably played Division Two, II, Division Three, but I went to Penn State, played on the club team, played intramurals, just played with friends all the time. And, you know, you guys said it yourself. Everyone that plays with me knows I know how to play the game. Probably not the definitely not the most athletic player, but I definitely have, you know, skills and the right mind to the game. After college, that brought me to kind of where I am now. I really wanted, actually, after college, I had a bad injury. I had two bad concussions, so I couldn't play for a good amount of time, like two, three years. I wasn't playing at all, but I still love the game of basketball. I couldn't just give it up, so that got me into kind of the coaching aspect of the game, and I started off just training kids, high school players, few college players, and I really liked it. But I was like, I want to do more. I want to get into coaching. Uh, I knew a friend, Kyle Just. He was the JV coach at Elizabeth, which is top five uh, high school in New Jersey. He got me an assistant role. It was two years ago now at Elizabeth, where I learned a lot from that the varsity coach, uh, Coach Colicchio. I'll sit. He knows that I think he's the best coach in New Jersey for high school and coach college, anything he wants to do. So that, that made me fall in love even more just with coaching. And I've continued to coach uh, some YMCA teams and an AU team here and there. I do have a day job. So it's my basketball coaching and training is kind of on hold right now, but I'll be back. You know, I love it. I love playing, coaching, training, just helping others become better. Yeah, you mentioned living in basketball. You can't go without mentioning your name and the teams you play for. You have – it's synonymous. Yeah, I mean, yeah, my junior year, we were 21-4. and four is the best record in Livingston history. You know, I don't even know how, how many times they've won double-digit games, but that, that season I was a big part of. Came in as definitely – I wasn't the projected starter, but I worked hard for it and kept that role the whole season. You know, I, I was in this. I was gonna say too, as you were going along there, from that sophomore to junior season. Yeah. What are, What are the top things you worked on? What did you get better at to put yourself in a position where you could start the next year? Uh yeah, so many things. One, the first thing, it's the game. You guys know it, it's it's mental. You got to have confidence in yourself and your ability, and that was the real real thing for me as I mentioned you know a few times did I want to play baseball did I want to play basketball once I mentally focused and was like you know what I really want to do this I'm going to put in the effort I'm going to train hard you know that's that's really the first thing you know putting your mind to it having the confidence in yourself I think that was the first thing as for skills you know it, it was it was everything getting bigger because I was short I had to get a little stronger that was an edge for me I've always been a little stronger than everyone else so I started lifting weights that that uh, summer dribbling, I always naturally was good, but I knew I had to get better, you know, just continue to work on my offhand. Uh, you can't even tell that I'm a righty because I could dribble, I could shoot with my left hand. That was a big thing. 
the shooting in general, but just uh, just continuing to play, you know, a lot of people just focus too much on skill work. I probably play with you guys all summer at the courts at the YMCA, just got to play and you got to play with people that are better than you. So that's, that's another thing you can't, don't just play with your friends and crush them. Play with people better than you, play with people older than you, play with people stronger than you. That's how you're going to get better. Yo, for all the guards listening too, like the thing about Robbie that always amazed me, to be honest, was, yeah, you were handy and you were super smart, which is, which is rare at that age. Like there's just not a lot of guys playing basketball the right, the right way. But then you also factor in the fact that you could knock down open shot. Like if you were, if, look, he can hit contested shots, but if you were going to leave him open, forget about it. And yeah. I think that was the biggest difference I saw in your game from that summer, from sophomore year to junior year. Like that's why I wanted to ask you too, because I saw it. Like I knew, I knew what the answer would be before you said it. But just for the listeners and for all the guys that hoop, like, it, yo, being smart, knowing how to play basketball the right way, not over dribbling, like, understanding how to work a good pick and roll, right? Like, understanding spacing, knowing how to make, knowing how to make the smart pass. Like, that's Robbie. That was that was Robbie. So I always yeah. respected your game, like, for real, for real. I just wanted to Thank get that out there for the listeners, too. Yeah, no, I'm not going to talk myself up that much. But yeah, if you leave me open, it's this guy. That that I have still not lost. I may have lost a lot of speed and my handles, but jump shot never goes. Still shoot. Yep. I can still shoot. That's right. So you mentioned you actually liked coaching more. What's the biggest difference that you saw between training and coaching that actually you know push you to the point where hey, I just want to do coaching more than the training aspect? Yeah, I would definitely say just the competitive aspect of coaching. You know, you're you're coaching a team and you're trying to win. Training, of course, you're trying to hit goals with your clients. You know, you want to see them improve most, mainly, you know, one-on-one. I've done camps too. It's tough to really see too much improvement in camps, but the coaching aspect is you're getting that real feel of almost like you're playing, you know, where we've all played on teams. It's competitive and you want to win. I'm a super competitive person and coaching, you want to win. And it's similar to training. You want your team to improve from, you know, the first game to the last. And it's a rewarding feeling, even if you don't win, which of course you want to, but seeing your team improve, you know, when I, the last team I coached was a year and a half ago, just a middle school YMCA team. It couldn't even really like make layups at the beginning of the season. And then we made the championship and they were playing as a real team. They learned how to play defense. They were knocking down outside shots. It was, it was super rewarding for me, and kids definitely enjoyed it too. It's just fun watching them have fun and winning. Do you think at any point, I know you mentioned you have a day job, do you think at any point that you consider trying to go full-time coaching? Uh, for sure, yeah, definitely. One day, I, I think I will. That's a... Uh, part of the long-term plans, but right now, you know, I went to Penn State. I, I have a business degree. I studied supply chain there, so I didn't want to give that up quite yet. I have a really good job right now. I work for a water company. I live in New York City. Uh, I'm in a good financial spot right now, but one day for sure, uh, pretty much anyone who knows me will know I will get into some type of coaching eventually, but till that day, we're, I'm okay for right now. No, yeah, I mean, you are, you and I are very like-minded and do a lot of the same stuff because I was training, I coach, I've seen both sides of it, seen yeah. both, I've seen both sides of the coin. Uh, I know the pros and cons of, of training people. I know the pros and cons of, of coaching people. So 
for you, like, do you have a preference between, because you said coaching, right? So I'm, I'm assuming coaching is where you want to go with this, but do you have a preference between training and coaching? And you can do both, but, you know. Yeah, no, yeah, of course you could do both, especially in the summers. You know, if you don't have a gym, you can go to sure. players' houses or even, you know, at town courts or anything. But, yeah, coaching for sure is the long-term plan. I've done more training in the past, you know, five years just because it's been easier, you know. You don't know people in coaching. It's tough to, you know, get a job. You could get AAU teams and everything, but you, the same as getting a job in the in the business world. You know, you could apply for many jobs and you're back for none of them. It's it's tough to get. I've interviewed for hundreds of companies in the business world and I've had three jobs. So it's 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 similar. I mean, it's it's business, but yeah, yeah I mean, coaching is it's fun. It's fun. I think I'm good at it because I have a great knowledge for the game, but to really get into it, you know, you gotta, you gotta know plays. You gotta have plays in your back pocket for game situations. Uh, so when I'm ready, I want to fully go into it, you know, and I'm not at that time yet, but I've had good experiences. Definitely have a good resume for basketball coaching. That job at Elizabeth is, I can't get much better than that for New Jersey basketball. No, it cannot. Jaden yeah. Pierre is a shrew. Jaden oh, Pierre. Yeah, yeah no, I know. They just ended their season a few days ago. I've been following them because those those uh, sophomores were – Jaden wasn't there when I coached, actually. He's been he, – he's not even at Elizabeth right now. He, he yeah. transferred. Yeah. Hey, I'm synonymous, he's synonymous with Elizabeth. I'm just thinking – I think about Elizabeth, think about him. Cause... Yeah, he's – I mean, he's going to play at a big-time school. Yeah. For sure. It's a, it's a public school, too. Remember that they're not recruiting like Roselle and St. Patrick. So for them to probably have... Roselle, right? Like, if I had to, is Roselle you going to? Uh, wait, Jaden? Yeah. Uh, he went to a prep school in, in New York. Cold. Yeah. Cold. This kid's crazy, Tom. Yeah, he's good. I think, yeah, he's only a junior. He's got offers from Florida, Rutgers, big, big schools. Yeah. For you growing up, who were some players you tried to mold your game after and on the flip side of being a coach and a trainer who are some people that you try to mold your coach and your training after let's see greg who who's my who's my player who do i like come on you know old school two you could name two jason kidd and steve well, I gonna, yo yo for real i was gonna say jason kidd i was gonna say yeah. jason kidd for sure i mean yeah i the second I, you said all you said old school to me because jason kidd still like, he's modern enough like yeah I'm, yeah I'm, Jason not yeah, not not too well, but yeah, Jason Kidd and Steve Nash were like my idols, and that's who I like modeled my game off of. Fair, I'm, yeah, like, I'm going to, I'm going to throw you off with, I don't, I don't. When you're training one on one, how are you gonna? Like, they're passers. You don't, you don't train too much in passing. You do some passing drills with them. Mm. But the one player that I take a lot, and I do a lot of training, like just with skill work and footwork, is James Harden. The way he freaking plays, I don't say to play like him as a team, but his one-on-one game is the best I have ever seen. His footwork, his ability to draw fouls, his body control. If you can teach anyone that at a young age, not like not just walking the ball up the court, his attitude, he's not like he's never won, you know, but just the way he plays I don't know if you guys like him. I, I can't stand the slander, him. The slander, the slander, a little crazy. He, he's hooping right now. He's playing. He's amazing. He's playing best no. right now. He's one best of the best passers player. I've ever seen too. He's incredible. Yo, I'm saying. I'm he's saying. so good. 
so yeah, I his footwork is if you watch his footwork and you know his step backs. I do I teach step backs because you, you can't guard them. I don't teach anything fancy. I don't teach you know dribble between the legs ten times and then do a step back. I I cut that. But <laughs> his I just take a lot of his game and just I just try to like learn like his moves and I'll teach him as long as they're not too complex and I take out the stupid stuff he does. That's like. I tell people all the time that efficiency is a skill in a basketball court. You can oh, put yeah. your dribbles, and if you can understand spacing enough to know, like, yo, like, if I catch this ball right here and mm-hmm. I got a guy who can shoot the ball pretty well standing, you know, 10 feet away from me, this defender is asleep. I'm going to throw mm-hmm. him the ball. Is you, yeah. You'd be surprised how often you that doesn't happen. Like, I was just yeah. – and guys just don't make that pass, and it's so frustrating because mm-hmm. it's like, yo, I just want to score as fast as possible. I don't have to be able to yeah. score. Just get a bucket. It's going to be wide open. You know what I mean? So yeah. Yeah. I, I say all that to say, like, your game was efficient, and I've watched – I've seen a lot of your clips on Instagram you posted of your mm-hmm. training guys like Joey Fresco and them dudes, right? Yeah. And it was all about efficiency, right? It's, and everything you taught was for these guys mm-hmm. to be efficient on the court. Um, so is exactly. that, that – am I, am I right in saying that's kind of like the mentality you, you try to preach? And Exactly, different? yeah. When I'm, when I'm training and even when I'm coaching, anything we're doing in practice, we are doing game speed because that's the only way you're going to get better. So I'm making them tired. Every single player that trains with me, even my young young guys, first graders, second graders, they do their first, depends how old they are, five to 15 minutes straight conditioning. Of course, the younger guys aren't going to do anything crazy, but I want them to get tired. The reason for that is because once they're tired, you know, their legs are a little tired, warmed up, even their arms, they can do some push-ups and everything. Then you're training like you're playing the fourth quarter of the game. And that's the way you're going to get better. You know, lifting weights, how do you get stronger? It's those last few reps. That's when you're really getting stronger. If you're not doing those last few reps, you're never going to get stronger. It's the same thing. It's all the same thing. So, yeah, when I'm training Joey, training Pat, I'm making them run, run full court and then go take a shot. You know, it's, they, something, like when you're training the best guys, if you're just training them and they're just shooting outside jumpers, they're not going to get better. Like, it's just you, you got to put them on the move. You got to make them use their feet, the whole body. And that, that's kind of the way I train. And I think it, it's worked for me. It's worked for a lot of my players. I've seen a lot of improvement from a lot of these young guys. And I'll continue to do that and tell people to do that. So you mentioned two people that you really liked growing up was Jay Kidd and Steve Nash. Yeah. How do you end up being a Miami Heat fan? <laughs> That's a good question. I, I didn't name the third guy that I really like, and that's Dwayne Wade. He was probably like, I mean, just out of college, out of Marquette, I liked him. I also like Shaq, too. So I really started becoming a Heat fan in 06. So in 25, I was like 11 years old then. I from New Jersey, so I, I did like the Nets, too. That old, that old Nets team with like Richard Jefferson, Jason Kidd. That was when I was like seven, eight, nine. Yeah, like, they're, they're great, but I, I turned into a Heat fan after 06, so I guess you can call my 11-year-old self a bandwagoner when they won the championship. I was rooting for them. But, I, yeah, I fell in love with Dwayne Wade just because I loved his game too. He wasn't like – not a, a pass-first player, but the way he could score, he wasn't that tall. Just the way that he can get to the rim anytime his – when he played kind of in the mid-range, got the ball turn, turned back to the basket – around just the way he would pump fake and everything his footwork you can't tell I like players with good footwork like he his he could just he, he could he did whatever he wanted when he was 
in his prime. And then, yeah, I mean, I kept with him ever since today. Obviously, the big three era was incredible. It's the only time my teams have ever won championship. Jaguars suck. Nets, they suck too. So I enjoyed my... Not for long. <laughs> Not for long. Yeah, DeGrom today is throwing 102 miles 102. per hour. Yeah. Yeah. Really? But yeah, my, my sports journey, liking Jaguars, there's no answer there. I don't even know how I became a Jaguars fan. That I, I can't answer. If you're going to ask that, move well, on. Are, are you know. excited about Trevor Lawrence, though? I am excited about Trevor Lawrence, but I'm more excited about Urban Meyer because he's one of my favorite coaches. And I think, I think once he gets past like all the drama, people are already starting to go after him. He hired some strength coach. <laughs> I gotta get into that, but people are always gonna hate him. He he's he's just a winner. He, he wherever he goes, he wins. And Trevor Lawrence is also a winner, so this is gonna be a good start. But their defense is terrible so mm. they need a defense like all this hype about the offense is going to be great you just saw what happened to the Chiefs you know they they had an amazing offense the defense kind of sucked the Bucks defense was incredible so that's why kind of they won other reasons too Tom Brady <laughs> you know, the heat um you guys kind of got off to a slow start do you think this half that they'll be able to go on a run and kind of solidify themselves back into that conversation because a lot of people aren't talking about it. everybody's yeah. saying you know Brooklyn and Philly is basically a two two team race yep yeah for sure yeah I really thought the heat and I always said last season that the bubble would help them because they had a crazy bench like their bench the starters they started like they started some like Jay Crowder as a starter and Kind of like a role player and then they had bench players come in like Tyler Hero off the bench. Drogic was off the bench for most of the season until none got COVID but they had an insane bench in the second team. That's why they were so good in the bubble and a lot of some players like sat out so most of the team's benches weren't good or like new players so the Heat kept their whole team and I knew they were going to do good in the bubble. This season was different. They came in as Eastern Conference champions. They kind of I, I, when I was watching their games, they kind of just lost like their swagger. A few of the players did get COVID and Jimmy Butler wasn't playing for a while. So I think once they get healthy, the, the, if you look at the East, last time I saw the standings, like seeds like four through 10 or like two games like from each other. It's crazy. I, I think they'll definitely <laughs> make the playoffs. But as you mentioned, the Heat, I mean, the, the Nets and Philly, I don't think that they're going to be able to compete with them in the playoffs. And that's just my personal opinion. Even the Bucs are probably, yeah. we beat the Bucs. Yeah, no, probably not the Bucs. We, we, we crushed them last year. Yeah, I got the perfect, exactly. I got the perfect formula for, for Giannis. I called, yeah, it, yeah. I called it last year. I said, yo, how they set up their defense and what they did to them in the regular season. Yeah. I mean, Bam, Bam is incredible. He, he's one of the, that's I'm, oh, also, good. I'm also not entirely sure that he can beat the Sixers in the seven-game series. I actually might pick the Heat. No lie. I think Jimmy's just that good. Jimmy's a winner. Yeah, Jimmy's a winner. I think he. I think he would. He would close. Like keep it close. Jimmy's gonna close the door. Like I really. Oh, how How the heck is anyone gonna beat the Nets? Well, that's a whole different discussion. I ain't saying yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> <All right. laughs> so, okay. So you think they could beat the Sixers? I. I, I, I think. think it, 
Yeah. I think Embiid has taken a true like turn this season. Yes. Is he a closer now? That we don't know. Question. You know, know what I mean? Because yeah, I don't, I don't, I haven't seen a team go to a big man as a closer per se. Like even the Lakers go to Bron to hold game for the most yeah. part. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, that's the question. Like, can you win with him being your? Because Ben's not the closer. Tobias, yeah. Tobias is, is good, but he's good. Like it's just he's he's a good player. He's not a closer. He's not, he can be yeah. a closer, but he's, he's a spot closer. Like, do they have a true one? Like that's where Joel's going to get to a point where he has to answer questions in the playoff. It's not going to be about in the regular season. We know what he is. Like, we know how good yeah. you are, you know? You're, you're going to probably win MVP. You know, even though Dame probably should win. Yeah. You're going to win MVP. <laughs> and so, you know, but yeah. Like, no, that, that's a good point. We He's never had to, you know, be yeah. that type of player. It's never really been his responsibility. Like, even with those Jim, when Jimmy Butler was there, he was their closer, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, yeah. this is going to be a big year for him, you know? And last year, right. when it was all on him, they got swept. You're right. So, yeah, we'll see. But um, right. anyway, that's that's enough about us the sports analysis. We get away from the interview itself. <laughs> no, uh, yo, man. I mean, now now you know now that you're working and everything like that, um, and you know working full time, obviously looking to get back into basketball, um, yeah. as well. Like, do you have any plans in terms of like near future, like of like picking up coaching in the summer or anything like that, or getting back? Around yeah, for team? for sure. So I'll be I'll be in New York City this summer, and I always have like my my training cards on me. And sometimes I'll just go to the parks and bring out cones, have a ladder, and just parents or even kids will come up to me and be like, hey, like, what are you doing? It's so easy to get clients that way. You just got to go out there. Coaching, probably not this summer. I don't think I'll do any of that, but definitely I still have a lot of clients back in Jersey. You always go home for the weekend, even if I'm working remote, can always just work from home. So yeah, definitely this summer I'll be picking up uh, kind of where I left off with a lot of my clients so I'm excited to kind of hear about what they did in their seasons some of them were playing some of them weren't just with everything that was going on and I know sports are opening up so hopefully they will be back to normalcy soon you know YMCA leagues and hoop heaven leagues and everything but yeah for sure I'll be I'll be training so anyone who wants to contact me go ahead you know get a good workout in yes sir one last one before we one last one before we transition to with the quickness segment with some rapid fire questions. Oh, yeah. What piece of advice you give somebody that's trying to get into coaching? Yeah, that, that that's a good question. Uh, definitely, you know, don't just jump into it. I would say, you know, know that you really want to do it. Uh, like I mentioned before, reach out to people that you know. So, you know, reach out to me, reach out to you guys, reach out to anyone that you know that's in coaching and kind of just have a plan for yourself. And I think that's, that's a start. If, you, if you're really serious about it, you know, there, there's classes out there for sure. Grad school classes, depends how old you are. You know, try training first. You know, it's like the beginning of coaching you know go out to a park train yourself someone will probably join you and get that feeling first of just you know training someone one-on-one and then just go from there but you got to know you really want to do it and that's kind of what i'm waiting for so that's my get a, get a good mentor too so you yeah, yeah. Speed, man. that's true like you yeah. like you went out and did that for sure yeah major key um again this is robbie lefkowitz bench mob 
We appreciate you taking time out of your schedule to hop on with us. Yeah. Transitioning with the quickness. First one, what's your go-to meal? Go-to what? Go-to meal. Meal, ah, for sure. Uh, penne albaca with some chicken. That's about all I can make these days. Yo, I was just thinking about getting some tonight on every yeah. day. I might do that. Easy, you make pasta, some chicken, you get the vodka sauce. Easy, it really is. It tastes amazing, it never fails. The pink sauce go crazy, too. Pink bro. sauce, yeah, exactly. Bread <laughs> on the side, oh boy, there you go. That's serious, bro. Nice glass of wine, oh boy, yeah, yeah it's got you. Yo, don't even that's that's I'm, no. I'm hungry. I'm hungry, bro. I need yeah. to <laughs> yeah. with the wine, or Steve Nash. Mm. Oh, no, that is tough, man. Oh, That's I gotta go with Jason Kidd because he has he has the ring. I have to. Steve Nash never won, so but that's a tough debate. That is extremely tough. Staying in the point guards. This is a constant one that you see it on our page. You see a lot of analysts talk about it. Dame or Steph Curry. Mm. Yeah, you're frying today. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, again, I'm gonna take the ring, so I'm going with Steph right now. If Dame somehow pulls out a win, meaning a championship, one or two, then there could be a real debate because Steph's team was incredible. But that, that debate can also be changed if Steph, you know, doesn't make the playoffs this year or the next few years. But right now, it's it's definitely Steph. I mean, I would argue. Make sense. You going with the rings. I, I like winners. If you, you can't argue. Yeah, yeah. You, no, you know what questions we asked next time. What is Jordan it? LeBron. What, what was it? Jordan or Bron? Who's, who's better? <laughs> oh, geez. Then uh, I'm going against everything because I'm saying LeBron. You see how I told you something? But it's oh, different. <laughs> Like I watched like the documentary, but I never, I didn't grow up with Jordan, so like, I, I think LeBron is how, how is anyone ever better than him? Fair enough. But you, yeah, you could say the rings, but I could say that LeBron was going against the best team probably ever, you know, mm-hmm. three times, and even to win a few games that one one year, or whatever, without Kyrie yeah. and Kevin Love was like that was incredible. Oh, you don't talk about twenty eighteen, LeBron. 2018, yeah. LeBron, the greatest player to ever live. Exactly. Like, period. Yeah. Period. Yeah. And that's when I said everything. Yo, Greg said it. He said, I'm on the same mindset. We already got love for LeBron, but if yeah. the Lakers beat the Nets this season, mm. it's going to be hard mm. argue against LeBron. Yeah, I, that, yeah. I agree. Yeah, I think it's, he slams the door. He don't like he just he just throws Jordan in a closet and slams the door. It's deep. Uh, I agree. This like the Nets literally built this team to beat LeBron. Like, period. That's, yep. it's not even like it's yeah. It's it's not fair. They're they're insane. <laughs> like that funny video that I'm 36. I can't. Yeah. I'm oh yeah, that video was funny. I mean, freaking Kyrie's when he tries like top ten. Harden is insane. Durant is the best. Like, it's, it's absurd. 
they got two top five players in the league. The Lakers got two five, top five players in the league. But then the, the Nets also have a top ten player in the league in addition to that because Kyrie's top ten outside. Yeah. Japan. No. Real, real quick, what do you what do you think about Blake Griffin signing? Is, is, was he faking with the Pistons the past two years? Yeah, I think so. I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna go crazy. Is he, I, uh, I, is he playing tonight? Did he dunk? He, he played tonight. He didn't play tonight. He's gonna play the next game. Okay. Um, they're trying to ease him into it and have him learn some plays. And that's why they just put him out for a BS injury. But bro, if he th- if he freaking like comes out and throws down like a crazy dunk, yo, that, that that's just not fair. He's gonna be rejuvenated. Um, he's just he's been dogging it. He's been dogging it. Like yeah. the craziest stat with him is like in his heyday, he was taking at least 18 two points, like two pointer attempts in a game. Yeah. And with the Pistons over the last couple of years, he's only taken six. Like that's shot selection. That's not like that's you know what I'm saying. When he's on the court, you could take more shots than that. So he's clearly yeah. just dogging it. Like you know what I mean? But, yeah, I mean he's also on so much better. And Harden is a real point guard. He's gonna dunk, do pick and rolls, so get him wide open dunks. So and he's a, he, he can't threes now. Yeah, that's the other thing. So you look at that team. It, it didn't make sense. Obviously, the Clippers are just getting rid of him, but they send him to the Pistons with Drummond. That. Was so clogged up. He wasn't. Yeah. There wasn't no room for him to get busy. You mentioned James yeah. Harden. Dwayne Wade or James Harden. Are we going with the rings again? That That's a little biased. I'm going with Dwayne Wade, yeah, for the rings and just right now, Dwayne Wade. But I think Harden can easily overtake him if the Nets win this season. And I mean, he continues his play for like even one more, two more seasons. I mean, he's been great. He hasn't he hasn't won his playoff performances haven't been amazing but I mean the regu- regular season Harden is one of one of the greatest like statistical players ever but I gotta see him win yeah I gotta see him win I view Dean Wade the way, the way I view Derek Jeter like just winners but obviously Dean Wade's far more talented <laughs> Derek Jeter but like just in that just in that winner mentality like he's amazing Dwayne Wade is more talented than Derek Jeter that's right hot take uh, <laughs> that's a hot take. That, that, that's, on interviews. <laughs> that's a that's a that's a hot take, man. Hey, man. I was about to say, yo, we interviewing. You throwing out hot takes. Yeah. <laughs> I can't help it, man. I was born to do this. <laughs> you know now I gotta use this. <laughs> I like this. Yeah, you gotta post that one. Dwayne Wade or Derek Jeter. That has never been posted ever. Pure, pure athletic talent, Dwayne Wade. Yeah, of course. I mean, that's not that's not the debate. Who's better at the sport? Oh, Dwayne Wade. What? I don't know. Yeah, Derek Jeter is one of. Oh, all right. So hold up. We get, we. I have to. Decide. All right. <laughs> like best shortstops versus best shooting guards. Dwayne Wade is probably top five all time. What's Derek Jeter? <laughs> yeah, he, all right, he is. He is. He is top five. You make top three all time shooting guards. D Wade third. What about shortstops? Shortstops, yo, there's a long list of shortstops out here. Yeah. All okay. Right, all right. Derek Jeter yeah. wasn't. Jerry Jeter was is top ten. A top ten shortstop of all time in baseball. Top shortstop. That's not five though. We, I mean, if I'm gonna reel off five for you, I don't Go think ahead. he's better. Than, I don't think he's better than guys now. Like, I don't think he's better than Lindor. What? No, no, yo, get out of here. Lindor. All right, I'm looking up top shortstops of all time. Hannes Wagner's one. That was the one name I was sure. Oh yeah, yeah. That, a Rod, that's A Rod played shortstop. <laughs> yeah, Ernie Banks, Cal Ripken Jr., Derek Jeter. Derek Jeter's number five. Ozzie Smith, 
Robin Young. Yeah, Francisco Lindor is not on the list yet. Maybe not like, yet. You know what I'm saying? Now, like we can get, we will get there. You know. But hey, look, put a poll up, man. That's that's a good, that's a good, that's a good one. That's, that's Fernando good one. Tatis too. He'll be there. Fernando. Oh my God, yo! I don't remember Derek Jeter ever being that good at baseball. <laughs> You're right, but there's too young. It's early. It's early. No disrespect. Yeah. I love Derek Jeter. Come on now. I, I mean, he's a winner too, so I like him. But... He's a winner, exactly. Yeah. I'm gonna throw a coaching one at you. We got right. two. I'm gonna throw a coaching one at you. Go ahead. Popovich or Phil Jackson? Mm. Oh. That's tough, man. Oh, like it's tough to like not say Phil Jackson just because he had. Freaking Jordan and Kobe, like Popovich, his teams, like he built his teams in the way, even like today, Spurs are terrible. And I know they didn't make the playoffs last year, but even they're doing pretty good this year. I mean, I got to go Phil Jackson, though, just based on the wins. And yeah, I give me Phil Jackson. I can't argue too much, but give me him. Last two. All right, let's go. These are good. Jags make the playoffs within the next three years. Yeah, I'll say yeah on that. I'll say probably not this year. Second year, I, I think second year. I think they'll, they'll build up a defense. They'll get a good game script. I think so. The, the division is eh. That's it's, never, it's never that good. Like the division is kind of wide open. Every yeah, the Titans have been kind of dominating, but they don't. They're not like a dominating team. They can be beat. Colts have been. Yeah, Texans they suck. Oh, but, Texans let Deshaun walk, and even easier. Like, yeah, even easier. Yeah, give, yeah. Give me. I mean, I hope it's this year, but give me the second year. <laughs> Last one. Five people yeah. alive that you would like to have a meal with. Five people that I would like to have a meal with. Dead or alive. Better alive. All right. Number one is Tim Tebow. Love that guy. Not many people will say him. That is a winner right there. And just the way he speaks. And I would like to learn from him. Number two, I would say LeBron James. Again, just, I don't know what he would say. He would give me a lot of stuff to talk about. Number three, Babe Ruth, best baseball player of all time. And seemed like just a funny guy. And I don't know. I just, I like baseball a lot. And he would be awesome to speak to. Number four would be Maurice Jones Drew. And that's probably the reason why I'm a Jaguars fan when I, if I have to give an answer, just because he's five, six. And growing up, watching, not many people were five, six. Now there's a lot of short running backs. And, but he was like, kind of like that first breed of like bowling ball running backs. And I really liked him. And number five, uh, I mean, I could pick so many people, but let's go with Kevin Durant because of all the slander and hate he's got. I would like to learn like how he like takes the negativity that he's gotten just based on, you know, jumping ship, joining super teams and, how he kept motivated to still be probably the best player in the NBA. Kind of like, yeah, I'd just like to learn from him. I think he, he stays motivated with that burner account. Yeah, yeah, that, <laughs> of course. He's on, yeah, he's on social media a lot. But he doesn't, he doesn't seem like he cares. He jokes around a lot. 
For sure. That's the attitude that you should have. Yeah, even uh, Shannon Sharp the other day was saying something about KD and how this is supposed to be his team. KD went and commented on it and was like, yo, whatever I did, I apologize, Shannon. <laughs> yeah, he's, no, he's funny. He's so funny. But, man, that concludes another great episode of the installment of the Bench oh, yeah. Podcast. This will be on all streaming platforms, on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe, follow, share, tag a friend. But, again, Thank you, Robbie, for taking time out of your schedule hopping on the Bench Mob podcast with us. We appreciate oh, it. Oh, yeah. No, I really appreciate it. You guys asked some great stuff. Hope everyone listens and learns something from this. Reach out to me. You guys keep doing your thing. Hey, man. I appreciate you. Yeah, I know the vibes. If you stay ready, you don't got to get ready. Bench Mob, we out. Peace. Peace.